is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your Friday night SmackDown post show for August 11th, 2023. I'm your host, JD from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be, man. Jay Uso is now all elite. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding, man. Everybody's going to look at that title and be like, oh, well, well, JD is clickbaiting. You better fucking believe I am. In a joking way, man. Give me a break. Jey Uso's not going anywhere. Jey Uso's not leaving WWE. Jey Uso's not joining AEW. He's not working for Tony Khan. He's not going to show up at Wembley. Jey Uso... Left the bloodline. He left WWE. He's no longer on SmackDown. That's what the story has devolved into on this Friday night. I told you guys, when we basically discussed this this week, it's not about Jimmy doing it for Roman. Jimmy did it for Jimmy. Jimmy did it for his brother. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I don't really know what to think about it myself. I do think the explanation is a little lame. But at least they gave us an explanation. Jimmy Uso's reasoning for why he did what he did at SummerSlam, which caused a ruckus on social media. A lot of people did not like the ending of the match between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso at SummerSlam. A lot of people were disappointed by it. A lot of people were disappointed by it because of two reasons. One, people thought foolishly that Jay Uso was going to win the Universal Championship. Jay Uso was absolutely never slotted to win anything. So I don't know, I don't know who the current pro wrestling fan is. I don't I don't understand who the current demographic is and how stupid they really are. But if you're not watching a show like ours. You're already behind the eight ball. So get with the program and watch and learn. Jay Uso was never slotted to win anything. Ever. Jay Uso was not going to become the tribal chief. Jay Uso was not going to be the head of the table. Jay Uso is not going to be leading SmackDown as its world champion. I'm sorry. Cody's story is to finish his story by winning that championship. That's the story. Jay Uso's not going to win the world championship that Cody's going to win before Cody wins it. Doesn't really make sense. The other thing that people did not like is I don't think anybody was really prepared or interested to see the Usos break up. I don't think anybody wants to see that. WWE already has a very difficult time keeping a tag team division relevant. 
The Usos arguably are the greatest tag team of all time. So to take them and break them up, I think a lot of people are looking at that as a stupid, creative move. Now, the rumor came out not too long after SummerSlam that higher-ups, creative forces in WWE, I wonder who those forces could be, wink. Give me a break, creative forces. Why don't we just get to the fucking chase, cut to the chase, and say, Vince, Vince doesn't want this to end. Vince wants to drag this to WrestleMania. Creative forces, my ass. There was a report that stated, quote-unquote, creative forces want to drag Jay and Jimmy Uso out till WrestleMania as they will have a one-on-one match in Philadelphia. Now, granted, if that's where they go, that's where they go. But they did say about a month ago, as they both sat down with Ariel Hawani, that's on the bucket list items of things that they want to yet accomplish in their pro wrestling career. A match at WrestleMania one-on-one would be at the top of that list. That came out of both of their mouths. Do you want to see it? Do I want to see it? I don't know. If the story's there, maybe. Maybe. I do know that if it does happen, that it's only going to go right back to us getting the Usos, but we have to drag this out for the next nine months. Again, I, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how you guys are feeling about this. I, I, I really don't. A lot of people are watching this tonight, and they're, they're probably more upset than they were coming out of SummerSlam. Is the explanation good enough? Is Jimmy's explanation good enough? I don't think it's good enough. Now, I may be speaking for you guys. I don't think you guys think it's good enough. Like I said, they gave us an explanation. I'm grateful that they did. They could have easily said, fuck the explanation. We're going to go Cody and Lesnar on you and give you no explanation. Do you guys think the explanation is suitable? Is it enough to take the bloodline into the next chapter? Jimmy said he did it because he loves Jay. He loves his brother. He did not want Jay Uso to win the Universal Championship. They didn't want, or he didn't want, Jay Uso to become the tribal chief and turn into Roman Reigns, a narcissistic, egotistical, manipulative asshole. Is it enough? The majority of the people are going to say it's not good enough. I see a bunch of no's in the chat. I know it's not good enough. Does it make sense? I don't know. I I guess the way you want to look at it, I mean, it could make sense. Does it make sense head on? No. No. See, this is one of those things, man. This this is one of those things. If, If Jay Uso was looking for an explanation and Jimmy is set to give it and then cuts right to the chase, no fluff, no bullshit, gives you the explanation, and right out of the gate, if you're thinking and you're feeling and you're asking... Is that it? Is that the explanation? If the first emotion as a viewer to Jimmy Uso and his explanation is, what? I don't know if it's good enough, man. It's going to leave you scratching your head. He didn't want Jay to turn into Roman. 
He loves his brother. Now, the way that I see it, if he loves his brother, why didn't he just let, it, let his brother win the world championship? <laughs> that's, the, that's the way I see it. I mean, if my brother fucked me over from winning a world championship and being the fucking man on Monday, on Monday night or Friday night, I mean, I'd have a fucking problem with it. I don't know how you guys would feel. I'd have a fucking problem with it. I don't know. He loves his brother. He doesn't want his brother to turn into Roman, but he loves his brother, so he's going to fuck him out of a world championship? He's going to fuck his brother out of beating Roman where nobody has beaten him for the world championship in over three years? I mean, you, you should already know your brother to think that he wouldn't turn into Roman Reigns. See, that's, that's the way my mind works. But I get it. I get it. They gave you an explanation. I'm grateful that they did. Does it make sense? I guess you can kind of weave it in a way where it does make sense. But is it enough? I don't think the fans are going to think it's enough. Now, the way that I think, I always got LTB on the mind. I always got long-term booking on the mind. If Jay is leaving WWE, per se, where's he going? Where's he going? He said, I'm out. I'm out of the bloodline. I'm out of SmackDown, and I'm out of WWE. So that means he's not showing up on Monday. He's not showing up on Tuesday. He quit Friday. He's not in the family. He's going rogue. Where's he going? They're going to show Jimmy uh, going back to the bloodline. They're going to show Jay work in the indies at some fucking bingo hall in front of six people. Impact. <laughs> Impact, man. Jesse's going to call me up and say, bro, listen, Impact is great. Where's he going? So the reports probably are going to have some validity to them where Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso are probably on a crash course to WrestleMania. Some people were saying tonight that Jay's going to take the rest of the year off. Jay's going to sit out till the Royal Rumble. We don't really know. People are just making assumptions now. Maybe it's Team Jay versus Team Jimmy at War Games, Survivor Series. I have no idea. But like I said before, my brain starts to work in long-term booking. Where does the bloodline go if it's merely Roman, Solo, and Jimmy? Does Jimmy now get a shot at Roman? Do we go Jimmy versus Roman for the Universal Championship? Do we go Jimmy versus Solo? I mean, I don't know where we go. And none of these options are really all that interesting to me. So it seems like if you're taking Jay out of the bloodline and off of SmackDown and off of WWE television completely, seems like 50% of the bloodline story is going bye-bye with him. Roman has no other challenges lined up for himself. WWE has not done anything outside the bloodline to set Roman up for his next defense. What do we do? What do we do? That's what I'm concerned with. What is next? Clearly, something is next. We don't know what it is. We don't have a clear direction on what it is and where it's going. And people are starting to get pissed off. Because at least you could have, you know, a root here and a root there and a, a, a fucking... Root going this way. You got a couple of different avenues that you could go in. Now we got zero. That's what I'm concerned with. Where do we go? Does he replace? Does Roman replace 
Jimmy and Jay Uso in the bloodline. Does Jimmy go back to the bloodline? If Jimmy goes back to the bloodline, he's going to basically be presented as a bitch. We don't want Jimmy to be presented as a bitch. That means he'd be a pussy going back to Roman and basically succumbing to Roman. He'd basically be a cock. Nobody wants Jimmy to be a cock. Why would you do that? I don't know. WWE's got a lot of questions they gotta unravel here as we get into payback. Clearly, payback is being main evented by something. Maybe Rollins and Nakamura get the main event treatment. Maybe Gunther and Chad Gable get a main event spot at payback. But right now, Roman has no clear direction, and Jimmy is basically teetering on bloodline or no bloodline, and Jay is goodbye. Jay is goodbye. Very confusing. But is it good enough? The majority say no. The majority is saying no. The other big thing that happened tonight. Thank you for the 2,500 in here, guys. I really appreciate it. Listen, we are, I think we're uh, 79 subscribers away from 148,000 subscribers. My bar back is telling me yes. 79. There you go. Hit that subscribe button, man. If you guys are not subscribed and you're new and you're just finding the channel or you're some fucking geek that's watching me from the shadows who's secretly a fan but wants to pretend that you're not, hit the subscribe button, man. Would love it. The other big thing that happened tonight is Rey Mysterio. Booyaka! Booyaka! 619. Booyaka, booyaka, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio won the United States Championship from Austin Theory tonight, the charisma vacuum known as Austin Theory. It was supposed to be the sensational Santos Escobar. Why do I say sensational? This is his new nickname. Vince McMahon working from his hospital bed to give everybody a fucking nickname. The sensational Santos Escobar. Escobar, Big Bronson Reed. I'm going to need people to start coming up with a fucking nickname for me, man. What goes with JD? Huh? What goes with JD? Jagged JD. I don't, what, what, what goes with J? I don't know. The sensational Santos Escobar. I don't know. The joyful JD from New York. Huh? The jittery. J.D. from NY because I drink so much coffee. I don't know. Somebody come up with a cool nickname, man. We'll change the Twitter profile. Maybe Elon would take my uh, check mark away again because I changed my at. Jobber J.D. I like King J.D., but that doesn't go with J. I don't know. I don't know. Jacked J.D. How about jacked, huh? I think I think I like jacked. Anyway, um, Rey Mysterio, man, he won the United States Championship tonight. You know, I love when WWE. I love when WWE wastes my time. You know, they gave us a United States Championship Invitational, and we wasted three weeks. 
We wasted three weeks. I knew my guy, Dr. Evil Genius, was going to like that one, man. Jacked JD, man. Yeah, I like that one. Um, three weeks wasted with a United States Championship Invitational. We got the loser of the tournament in Rey Mysterio winning the United States Championship tonight because they played an angle where Austin Theory was so scared of the sensational Santos Escobar that he attacked him earlier in the show. He did get clearance. He was still not ready to go. And then Rey Mysterio opted to take his place at Santos' request. That's what we got. Rey Mysterio wins the United States Championship. Austin Theory certainly needed to lose that title. But was it the right choice? Was it the right choice? I don't know. I'm a little uh, I'm a little torn on that, man. I got a lot of questions with Rey Mysterio winning the United States Championship. First of all, I don't like my time wasted. It was three weeks with the United States Championship open, and Rey Mysterio, a loser, won the tournament anyway by winning the championship. That's what I got out of this tonight. A loser who loses the tournament wins the tournament anyway by winning the championship. Not really my uh, my level of creative. Now, is Santos hurt? Is Santos hurt? I didn't hear anything about Santos Escobar being injured. If he's legitimately injured, then this makes sense. Is Santos Escobar going heel? Is Legado del Fantasma going to end the LWO? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. If it's neither of these things, then I have a problem. I have a problem. Because that should have been Santos' moment. Now, there is one thing that I'd like to kind of pivot to because this was also something I was thinking about tonight as to why they did what they did. It doesn't really bode well for Austin Theory, but again, I wouldn't have taken that moment away from Santos Escobar. If Santos Escobar is not hurt and they're not planning to turn Santos heel and take the LWO and kill it, I don't know why they didn't give that moment to Santos tonight because the crowd definitely warranted a title change and would have popped for Santos Escobar winning the United States Championship. The crowd in Calgary was hot. That should have been Santos' moment if it was able to be Santos' moment. Now, I don't like giving WWE the benefit of the doubt. I don't. I don't. I never give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't trust them at all. Maybe, maybe this is WWE honestly having Santos Escobar's best interests in their heart. And what I mean by that is maybe they're waiting. Maybe they want to do something a little bit more special. Maybe this is also at the request of Rey Mysterio. Maybe they didn't want Santos to beat Austin Theory because beating Austin Theory doesn't really mean much of anything. And he's already beaten Austin Theory clean. Maybe WWE wants to set up Rey Mysterio doing Santos proud, doing the LWO proud. Maybe Rey wants the United States Championship to put it on the line to give Santos Escobar the first shot at it the way he deserves to put over Santos at the pay-per-view. And then we get a new champion right then and there. Maybe Ray wants to do it instead of WWE putting Santos in a match with Austin Theory, who right now 
is as cold as a fucking iceberg. Maybe. I don't know if that's the case or not. If Santos goes heel, I'd like it because I think Santos right now, his stock is very high. The LWO stock is very high. I think a heel turn on Rey Mysterio would do him wonders. We all know where that's eventually going to go. Santos and Legato were heels in NXT and great heels, mind you. So if they want to do that, I have no problem with it. But there's got to be a reason why they did the injury angle tonight and then gave Rey Mysterio the match with Austin Theory to have Rey Mysterio become the new United States champion. There's got to be a reason. I'm hopeful that there is a reason. The last thing that I mentioned, I'd love to see them be healed. But if it's not that, Santos, regardless of what the reason is, needs to go over. And by the way, this all would have been much better if LA Knight just won the United States Championship. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All of this illogical garbage and pivoting back and forth and doing this and then doing that and then not doing that. All of this could have easily been avoided and much more simplified if LA Knight won the United States Championship. But I don't book the show. Vince McMahon does. And then we got Karrion Cross and AJ Styles. Very good match between these two guys. It wasn't perfect, but the crowd was hot. We also got Edge making his return to Canada as WWE is now in their little Canadian loop tonight in Calgary, next week in Toronto, and next week in Toronto, which is Edge's hometown. He'll be wrestling a very dear friend of his in Sheamus, and we will... Uh, Look forward to that, as I do think that will be a banger. Sheamus has nothing but bangers, and Edge versus Sheamus happened for the first time ever, which is surprising. The mileage on both of those guys happening for the first time ever? It's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. I appreciate you guys joining me tonight on the SmackDown post right here on OTS. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button, man. Like I said, I am at least 79 subscribers away from 148,000 subscribers on YouTube, man. The push, the push for 150 is upon us, man. Thank you for all the love and support on today's Extra, man. You guys absolutely killed it. It's it's already over 20,000 views. In about, I would say, less than 12 hours. You guys killed it today, man. We talked about Triple H being removed from the board of directors because that's exactly what he had done to him. He was removed from the board of directors. Talk about it. Give my opinion on it. We also talk about Bray Wyatt and a very good positive update on Bray Wyatt and his upcoming return to TV We talk about RVD. Is he going to be all elites? Lots of good stuff in today's video, man. Go check that out. As well as everything else on the channel. Everything you need is on the homepage. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. We got 2,600 of you in here. I need 1,000 likes. Minimum. No questions asked. Hit that thumbs up, man. Appreciate it. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. As always, last call at the end. Get them in. Never an obligation. Always appreciated. 
Memberships are open. Get them on in as well. Hit that join button. Become a channel member right here on OTS. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com code script 20 at checkout. They got some new products coming this fall. We'll talk about it a little bit later, man. My guys over at Manscaped are sponsoring the show. Manscaped.com code script 20, 20% off and free shipping. As always, Manscaped sponsoring the show tonight. Let's get into the start of the show tonight, man. SmackDown started off with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. The Android Charlotte Flair. I am the Android. How many times shall I wrestle Oscar on Friday night and have it be boring? How many times do we need to see this match, man? Honestly. What happened in this match that you're going to remember tomorrow when you wake up, man? Oh, man, I missed a great match with Charlotte and Oscar, right? Where's the rest of the women's division, Vince? That's what I want to know. Charlotte made her entrance. As soon as I heard that theme music go off, I went back into the kitchen. I made myself a cup of coffee put the remaining dishes in my sink in the dishwasher, started the dishwasher, waited. This is exactly what I did. Waited for my coffee to drip, 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 drip into my glass. Waited till it was finished. My coffee machine went off. Beep, 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 beep. I'm like, yes, hot coffee. I walk over to my refrigerator. I get my favorite vanilla creamer, pour some vanilla cream into my glass and stir it up real nice, nice and piping hot. Take a sip because I never drink coffee without a straw most of the time. Stains your teeth. You don't want yellow teeth now by drinking coffee, right? You got to drink it through a straw. Take a sip. Charlotte's still doing her ring entrance. I go into my office. I make sure everything's pretty on the desk. Make sure the venue's all fucking properly lit. And then I go into the living room, and Asuka is in the ring. We are now safe. We are now safe from the Android attacks. This is what I did. I can't stand Charlotte. I can't stand her music. I can't stand the side of her, man. She's awful. Everything about her was awful. So, Charlotte, she climbed the top rope. Asuka slammed her to the mat, landed a missile drop kick off the second rope, goes for cover. We go to commercial break. Back from commercial break, Charlotte slingshot herself over the top rope onto Asuka at ringside. Cole, who, by the way, I, I need to mention this because it's in the notes. Michael Cole out there dressed as casual as casual could be. Got no tie on, got no suit on. He's got a sport jacket on with a dress shirt, and he's probably wearing jeans. Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves said more than Michael Cole did all night, and that's a problem. I was promised Michael Cole and Corey Graves with Kevin Patrick on color. 
Why did I hear more of Kevin Patrick over Michael Cole? That's what I want to know. Are we ever going to get away from this guy? This guy sucks. I do not want to hear Kevin Patrick and his commentary anymore. The guy's voice is absolutely ear-piercing cringe. I can't stand him. He's probably a beautiful man. Probably a very nice man. But as a commentator for WWE, no, I'm going to have to pass. Michael Cole got in a couple of words here. He said, Charlotte appeared to be more focused and aggressive. I don't notice anything different. So Charlotte left off the top rope, cross body. She followed with chops to the chest. Crowd, woo! Every chop. Charlotte hit a handspring clothesline for another two count. Charlotte hit Oscar with a spear and then began to set up the figure four. All of a sudden, EO Sky's music hit. Charlotte paused as she sees Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky walk out. EO Sky's got the brief, uh, not the briefcase. She cashed that in. She got the title. She's holding the title, smiling. She's walking down the aisle with the title. So, Charlotte, dumb baby face here. <laughs> oh, look, it's damage control. Pointing at damage control in the aisleway. Oscar rolled Charlotte up for a two count. Charlotte fires back with a big boot. Both were down, slow to get up, damage control, circles the ring like bloodthirsty sharks. Bailey gets on the ring apron. Charlotte turned around and took a swing at Bailey. Oscar then landed double knees to the back on Charlotte. EO Sky gets on the ring apron, springboards off the top rope with a drop kick. And nails both Charlotte and Oscar with a springboard missile dropkick. Ding, 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 ding. The bell rings. No contest. Wow, man. What a creative ending by these women tonight. Let's have EO Sky come in and absolutely make no sense of a no contest. I, I, don't, I don't really understand that. What is the point? What is the point? The only thing that I could possibly make out of all of this is that EO did not want either Charlotte or Asuka to win because that would give one of those women momentum to defending the championship or challenging for the championship, which EO would have to defend against either Charlotte or Asuka. So... We've already established that EO is going to be a chicken shit heel. Is that what I'm getting at here? EO caused a no contest because she didn't want to wrestle either Charlotte or Asuka. That is not who EO Shirai is. I don't know why we need to start doing that now. Honestly. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense whatsoever. So now, if that's the case, and they cause a no contest, now we're probably headed towards another triple threat match. Because Charlotte and Asuka did not get a victory, and were screwed out of one because of EO. Where are we going? I don't want to see another triple threat match. EO should be a dominant champion if she's going to remain champion, 
she should have a good reign, competitive reign. Well, maybe I'm reading too much into it, and WWE potentially is setting up war games for the ladies. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we get war games. Because there's going to be, if there is war games, I'm already thinking ahead if there is war games. If WWE, and there is a report that maybe war games is coming, the roster internally believes that war games is going to be a thing this year, even though they didn't announce it. Last year, they announced it way ahead of time. Right now, there is no confirmation that there will be a war games, and November will be here before you blink. There's six weeks left of summer, and the summer will be over before you know it. Then we'll get into September, and then we'll get into October, and you know, we're going to have to start building war games. You can't have war games be built over two weeks, three weeks. Maybe we get damage control with one other against Charlotte, Asuka, Bianca, and a returning Kyrie Sane. I don't know. The rumor is that Kyrie is supposed to return in November. Maybe she would be on that team to go up against damage control. I don't know what we're doing here, but this ending did not make any sense whatsoever, and it was rather lame. No contest between Charlotte and Asuka. I'm done watching these two women wrestle. We've seen it so many fucking times, and Io should be presented as a dominant champion. Now, Michael Cole did mention that Bailey has been going around saying that we are the champion. We are the champion. No, honey, Io is the champion, not we. EO is the champion. Solo. Singular. Not plural. There is no we in champion. Moving on. Taylor Braxton interviewed the sensational Santos Escobar. Escobar says he's confident going into the match because he has Austin Theory's number. Theory attacked him and slammed him on top of a production crate and then took one of the production crates that was sitting right next to the one that he slammed Santos on and slammed the open lid of the production crate right across his leg. Santos writhing in pain. And here I am thinking that we're not going to get this match tonight and Santos is going to go out with an injury angle as they delay this United States Championship match until the pay-per-view. Austin Theory attacked because he knew he was on his last legs as United States champion. Carrying Cross, he goes one-on-one with AJ Styles. Cross with Scarlett, Styles with Meechin. Graves said Cross wasn't there to win. He said Cross wanted to leave scars all over AJ Styles' body. We got a decent little match here, man. This was pretty good. Minus the two botches in this match. This was actually very good. Crowd was big time into it. Very hot for it. And I got to give Styles and Cross credit, man. They worked their asses off for most of this feud, trying to make it work. And WWE didn't really give them a lot of time to really get their point across. This was around 10 minutes or so. And they made the most of everything that they were given here. Is the feud over? I don't know. I would hope so. I don't know where else it could possibly go. 
But you got to give both guys credit, man. They tried, and if it worked for you, it worked for you. So be it. You may be a fan of Cross, you may be a fan of Styles, and you may have enjoyed this. Or you don't like Cross and like Styles, and you didn't really care about it and think that AJ should be in something a little bit more important on Friday night. But you can't take away the hard work that both of these guys tried to do to tell a story in this feud. Where does Cross go? That's my problem. Where does Karrion Cross go from here? You know, they tried to give him some direction with AJ Styles. It was fine for a month or two, but now where does he go from here? He's got no clear direction. WWE seemingly doesn't have any direction for anybody or anything outside of the Judgment Day and Bloodline. They are so preoccupied with two of their biggest groups, and then everything else kind of falls into the category of, uh, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. It's not that important. Everybody's watching for A, and everybody's watching for B, and everything else that follows underneath it is just there. It's not the way I would format a show. It's not the way I would book a show creatively. Everything's got to feel important. Everything's got to matter. So where does Cross go? Where does Styles go from here? It's anybody's guess. So Styles started things off with a dropkick right out of the gate as soon as the bell rung. Went to work on carrying Cross's neck. Cross worked his way back into this match. Big, high back body drop by Cross. He threw Styles into the turnbuckle. Styles starts to come back. He went up top. Cross went for a suplex. Styles countered by slipping through his legs. Clothesline Cross to the outside. Styles ran at Cross, but Cross caught Styles and landed a Death Valley driver on AJ on the commentary table, and we go to commercial break. Styles had control in the ring and went back to the apron. He went up for the phenomenal forearm, but Styles caught him and he got the Cross jacket applied on AJ. Styles powered up. Ran Cross into a turnbuckle. The two had a very, very sloppy exchange. Nothing worked out here. It looked like Cross went to pick up Styles. That didn't work. Styles then tried to counter into something. And Cross, I don't know if it was the weight of Cross that Styles couldn't get up. Nothing really worked here, man. Nothing really worked. It resulted in a two count from AJ on a pin attempt. Styles kicked Cross in the head, set up for the 450 splash. Styles hit it. He went for the pin. Scarlett put Cross's foot on the rope to break the pin. Meachin comes over, tried to attack Scarlett. Scarlett counted and took Meachin out. Inside the ring, Cross went for the, uh, I don't know if he went for uh, his new move. I don't know what he's calling it. Or if he went for the cross jacket. I don't remember. Styles ducked it. He may have went for the elbow. He may have went for that big roaring elbow. Styles ducked it, went for a Styles clash. Scarlet then got on the apron to get in the way. Meachin threw Scarlet over the broadcast table, the commentary table. Very vicious. Scarlet took a nasty bump on that commentary table. Back in the ring, Styles landed the Styles clash and got the one, two, three on Karrion Cross. Very good stuff, minus the little. Hiccup in the middle of the match. Outside that, very physical, very fun match. These guys bumped their ass off. 
Cross's wife took a nasty bump on the outside, which was a nice visual in itself. Crowd was big time into it. They popped big for AJ getting the clash on Cross. And that was it. One, two, three. Again, where do they go? I don't know. I don't know where they go. But this was a decent match, decent TV match, hot crowd. And I hope that WWE's got something for both of these guys to really sink their teeth into. Not holding my breath on that at all, though. Kathy Kelly. She was backstage saying she wasn't sure if the sensational Santos Escobar would make the match later. Rey Mysterio appeared and said Escobar would be in the match later tonight. From there, we go back into the ring and Edge makes his way out into the arena. Edge wasn't even advertised to be here. We got nothing in regards to Edge being on SmackDown tonight, yet he's here. Edge said he saw that Calgary was on the docket the week before Toronto, and it had been way too long since Calgary saw Edge. Great. I have no problem seeing Edge at all. Celebrating 25 years in WWE, man, next next week, 25-year anniversary next week in Toronto. He said it's crazy, but he's never faced Sheamus one-on-one, and he wants to wrestle him next week. That's amazing, man. Edge has been in WWE for 25 years. Sheamus has been in WWE for how long? Gotta be at least 20 years. Gotta. And they've never wrestled each other ever. That's amazing. I find that very difficult to believe. He said, Sheamus is the guy who lit a fire under his ass to get him thinking he could wrestle again after nine years of retirement due to triple neck fusion surgery. Talked about doing a physical challenge with Sheamus and it made him think he could wrestle again. He said he called Sheamus as he was preparing for his return. He said he invited Sheamus to his house to test whether he was ready to return or not. He said after working out in the ring with Sheamus, he realized he was ready to go. He said he needs an answer from Sheamus, so we called him out to the ring. Sheamus came out with Butch and Ridge Holland. Sheamus welcomed Edge back to WWE on SmackDown and spoke in a brief Canadian accent. He asked the fans if they want to see him wrestle Sheamus. So we got a clip aired on the Titan Tron of the Celtic Warrior Workout Brave Change video where Edge wiped out on a dirt bike, and he landed pretty viciously. Edge was bloodied. He was bruised in this clip. I remember seeing this back from 2019. Edge took issue with Sheamus showing his pale ass where the bruise was. Sheamus says, listen, fella, they've seen more of you than that over the last 25 years in this ring. Edge then showed a photo of them posing on bikes, but Sheamus was on a kid's bike. Looked like a little girly bike. Well, Edge was standing up like a man. Sheamus says he trusted Edge not to show that and yelled for them to take the photo down. Sheamus says he wanted to get serious. He said in 2004, he was at a crossroads, whether or not to pursue his dream of being in WWE or continuing with a regular job. So the WWE crew came into a gym he was at 
and everyone gave him a cold shoulder except for Edge. He said if not for Edge, he wouldn't be standing in the ring today. Edge said he appreciated that, but then asked for his answer. Sheamus looked around as fans were chanting, yes, yes, yes. Sheamus asked the crowd to let him know. He then told Edge he has a deal. They shook hands. Sheamus pulled Edge in and said, just hope you did not make a mistake. Match is made. Match is made for next week. Match Sheamus versus Edge, 25 years. If it's a one and done deal, I don't mind it. If it's the start of something, great. I'm sold. I don't give a shit what Edge is doing. I don't. Because we don't have Edge that much longer. Edge is going to be gone before you know it. So the longer we have Edge, the more grateful we should be. Because he's one of my favorite ever. Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever do it. It's fucking great. He's had a renaissance for the last three years. He's done some great work over the last three years. And on top of that, in the ring with Sheamus, Sheamus doesn't have a bad match. Sheamus is one of the most consistent WWE performers that there ever has been. You know, when he says banger after banger after banger after banger, it's not just a fucking quote and something cool to say because it's Sheamus. He means it. And it reflects in his body of work. I'm looking forward to it. So like I said, if it's a one-off, great. They wanted something meaningful. Edge wanted something meaningful in Toronto for 25 years. He owes a lot to Sheamus. What we got tonight was Edge, Adam Copeland shooting from the hip. This is legit. What he said tonight in regards to Sheamus is legit. I do believe that what happened in 2019 lit a fire under Edge to come back when a lot of people said that he shouldn't. And Sheamus has been a huge influence and a direct impact on Edge coming back to WWE, getting him in shape, and being around him made Edge better. I do believe everything that they said, so... Yes, it does make for a very genuine story, which I can't sit here and really go against. It's going to be great. So something to look forward to next week on Friday Night SmackDown, man. Good stuff there. L.A. Knight. He goes one-on-one with Bottom Dollar. Dollar Tree. Dollar General. Shiro. Why do I have an echo, Jesse? Why do I have an echo when we're outside in the beer garden, man? I got a fucking Ferris wheel behind me, bro. How do we have echo outside? I don't really get this. What the fuck am I paying you for? I don't even know why. I come yeah, here. I don't know why you come here either, motherfucker. I'm gonna dump you. This fucking guy. Can we try this again, please? Oh, it's working now. Okay, it's working now. Let me see. Let me see. She. I don't know. LA Knight, top dollar goes two minutes. If you blinked, you missed it. 
Let me talk to you. Top dollar is a jabba. Get him out. Fucking waste of a payroll, man. Holy shit. When Endeavor starts to make budget cuts, they're going to look at this fucking guy and say, who is this guy? He looks like he works at fucking Walmart. What is he doing on the roster and how much is he making? Oh, man, we got to cut this guy. We could... We could save a good 300K by getting rid of this guy. Fuck out of here. Really? Maybe we keep Adonis. Maybe. Maybe we keep BFAB. Maybe. But top dollar, bottom dollar, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, great value? No. Get him out. Top flopper. Flop dollar. Goodbye. Get uh, get this guy out of the chat. Uh, what is this guy's name? Autum? Othun. Othun. Get out of the chat, bro. Goodbye, man. Corny. 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 You're, you're fucking corny, bro. Get out. Get out. Goodbye. Goodbye. We'll do it again. Shiro! We'll do it again. Othun. You're fucking corny, motherfucker. Get out. Moving on. This fucking guy, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Adam Pierce went to go check on Santos Escobar. And said he wanted to look at him and assure him he was able to wrestle as plan Escobar. The sensational Santos Escobar. Said, yes, I'm going to wrestle. There you go. Bobby Lashley. He was sitting with the Street Profits. They were at a lounge table, which was uh, AKA backstage. Lashley and the Street Profits were drinking a cold beverage. Uh, it didn't really look cold. I mean, it looked like, uh, it looks like they were drinking red wine, man. You don't drink red wine cold. Some people do. I know some people that drink red wine with some ice in it cold you know but uh they got tuxedos on or at least angelo dawkins had a tuxedo on montez had a nice snazzy suit on bobby lash looking all flashy over there with his uh his nice red burgundy suit he's drinking some wine and lashley said they're celebrating to their futures he said he sees even more potential in the profits noting that they've already done great things he said smackdown is ready for some new blood to run this place. Montez said the sky is the limit. And they toasted each other. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Looking forward to seeing what this group does. I don't know where they go, what they do, who they feud with. But, I mean, I like it. They're turning the Street Profits into something a little bit more interesting than they were before. That's all we could really ask for. So we'll see what happens, man. A lot of people have high hopes on this thing. Hopefully, WWE knows what they're doing. Santos Escobar made his ring entrance for the United States Championship match against Austin Theory. And Theory attacked him from behind again and attacked his injured leg. He did not want to wrestle Santos Escobar. Escobar went down. Theory laughed at him. He walked to the ring. 
Ray and the LWO ran out to check on the sensational Santos Escobar. He didn't look too sensational here. Theory said he wanted to be declared the winner since Escobar cannot wrestle. Pierce said they promised Calgary a title match, so he's going to have to defend against Rey Mysterio instead. So Santos gave him his blessing. Rey Mysterio was already in his ring gear. Graves said it was completely unfair to Theory, who had been preparing for Escobar. Well, maybe he shouldn't have attacked Santos, not once, but twice. So there you go. You got to be punished for your crimes, and Adam Pierce brought down the judgment. Austin Theory versus Rey Mysterio. This match did not go long at all. Man, oh man, they could not wait to get the United States Championship match over with and get the title off of Austin Theory. Could not wait. I think the WWE felt the same thing as the IWC. Austin Theory just was not working out as United States Champion. Maybe the worst United States Championship of all time. Maybe the worst reign of all time. Now, I'm going to pose this to the chat, and I'm going to pose this to the comment section if you got this far into the live stream. Who had the worst United States Championship reign? Was it Dean Ambrose? Remember that reign? That was fucking awful. Was it Dean Ambrose or was it Austin Theory? I'd be genuinely, I would be genuinely curious to know. Honestly. They may be tied. But Theory, man, how do you fuck up Austin Theory coming out of WrestleMania by beating John Cena in the opening match of WrestleMania 39 and they didn't do anything with him at all? Oh, my goodness. So, we go to commercial break. We come back from the break. Mysterio went to the top and landed a senton and a splash for a two count. Mysterio went on the second rope. Theory caught him, and Mysterio ultimately landed what looked like, uh, I thought it was a buckle bomb. It was a buckle bomb for a two count. Mysterio then set up for the 619. Theory caught him to break up that attempt. Mysterio came right back. Set it up again, hit the 619, hits the big splash, deep cover, and legitimately in about three minutes, Austin Theory loses the United States Championship. Rey Mysterio is the new United States Champion. Right after the match, they hyped up Rey Mysterio will be on the Grayson Waller effect. Great. If there's one thing I can't stand on Friday night, it's the Grayson Waller effect. They've all been terrible. Now, I don't know what happens here. I I don't. I I don't know if Santos is really hurt that they played this injury angle up. Otherwise, they should have given it to Santos. Santos should have been the one to win the title if he wasn't hurt. Now, WWE had Santos beat Theory clean already. And I didn't like that because nobody as a champion should be losing queen as a queen. Clean as a whistle. Queen as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. And not really a good look for him. So Santos, is he hurt? Are they planning to turn him heel? Or is neither of those things on the table? 
And maybe Ray wants to put over Santos one-on-one. He'll give Santos a one-on-one shot because of what happened to him by Austin Theory. I don't know. Does Ray think that he'll put over Santos better than Austin Theory could put him over? I don't know. Or maybe, maybe it's the obvious. I know everybody's already thinking it. Maybe Vince McMahon just doesn't trust Santos Escobar and doesn't want to push fresh, young, new talent. Santos is not young. He's 37 years old, but you guys get my point. And we got, we got... We got a $100 Super Chat by Jason motherfucking Barker. Rey Mysterio already got a U.S. title graphic on the Grayson Waller Effect advertisement. They work quick in this company. What, what, what can I tell you, bro? What can I tell you? Thank you, Jason, for your generosity, man. Always. Jason becoming the... Uh, I'm going to start calling him Mr. Hundo in the chat. This fucking guy, man. Thank you for the super chat love tonight. Jason Barker, as always, here on Friday night. Yeah, so I don't know where this goes, man. I really don't know. Does Ray put over Santos? Is Santos hurt? Is... WWE going to go heel with Santos? Does does Vince not like Santos? They wasted three weeks of our time, basically, with this United States Championship Invitational. They wasted three weeks. Did it feel good for Ray to win the title? Sure, everybody loves Ray. Everybody loves Ray. Did Austin Theory need to drop that title? It doesn't matter to who. Did he need to drop that title? Absolutely. So, I I guess we should take this as a minor victory, being that Austin Theory lost the championship. I don't know. A Rey Mysterio win, nobody's going to really hate on that. And the match didn't even really matter because a lot of people just wanted to see Austin Theory lose. Now it's a fresh start. Is WWE going to treat the United States Championship better than they did with Austin Theory? I don't know. I'll reserve judgment for that. But I do have more questions than answers. After this United States Championship title match tonight. Hopefully they do the right thing, man. Santos deserves better. The Bloodline. What else do we end SmackDown with? The Bloodline. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Solo Sokoa walk to the ring. Reigns, Heyman, and Solo in the middle of the ring. Reigns just sat there for a little bit or stood there for a little bit, like I, like I uh, should have said. Stood there for a little bit, and he soaked in the Calgary heat. He asked Calgary to acknowledge him. Reigns then turned to Heyman and said, Wise man, where's Jimmy? Heyman got wide-eyed. He shrugged a little bit. He didn't, he didn't talk to Jimmy. He didn't see Jimmy. Heyman said, well, I spoke to him this morning, but he was rather salty with me, my tribal chief. So Jimmy was salty. Jimmy then showed up at ringside, no music. He had a hood on and he stood in the ringside area in front of the barricade and looked into the ring. Roman kind of knew what was going on because when he turned around, he saw Jimmy just standing there on the outside of the ring. Jimmy entered the ring. Fans in Calgary Calgary were chanting, you sold out, you sold out. 
Reigns was kind of soaking it up, smiling and kind of laughing to himself. Jim, Jim, don't worry about them. They mean nothing. Let's be real about this. I owe you one. Name your price. Anything. It's done. Now, Jimmy was actually looking. If you guys look at the, you know, vantage point in which we got on television, Jimmy was actually staring right at the Universal Championship. I thought he was going to motion to the title and say he wants a title shot. But he didn't do that. So Roman offered him a new car, a new yacht, a new jet. Not all three. One of the options here. A car, a yacht, or a jet. Jimmy finally said, I don't want nothing from you, Oos. He said, what he did at SummerSlam has nothing to do with you. Rain says, well, you must be confused. He said, if he doesn't want material things, he can give him power and make him the right-hand man. Main event, Jimmy Uso. It's got a nice ring to it. Jay Uso comes out. He made a beeline right to the ring. Obviously, we, we needed answers as to why Jimmy did what he did to Jay. So Jay gets into the ring. He is very upset, very pissed off at Jimmy. Jay went face-to-face with his brother, kind of looked him up and down. Says he's about to throw 37 years down the drain unless he tells him why he did what he did at SummerSlam. Takes the microphone, shoves the microphone into his jacket, into his chest. Jimmy told Jay he did what he did at SummerSlam because I love you. He says he didn't do what he did out of jealousy. He said he was afraid to lose his brother. He said if he beat Reigns, he would have become the tribal chief and he would have inherited some of the power that would make him like Roman. He said Roman, as he's pointing over to Roman, Roman is corrupt. He says he would never be able to live if he watched him become an egotistical, manipulative asshole like Roman Reigns. Fans then started to chant, asshole. Which, by the way, here in New York on Fox 5 was not bleeped out, surprisingly. Jimmy said if he hates him, that's fine. But he wanted to tell him he didn't do what he did for any reason other than... He loved him. He told him to kick his face off if he wanted to and didn't believe him. Jay shook his head no. Turned his back on his brother and shook his head no. Reigns in the corner with Solo and in the corner with Paul Heyman. Nodded and mouthed off. Do it. Do it. Jay thought it through. He thought about it. And then turned his back to Jimmy and stood there again. Jimmy left the ring. Fans booed. Reigns then started laughing as Jimmy started walking away up the aisleway and said, if there wasn't a more perfect time for, and I told you so. He said, Jay is stupid and a hothead and thinks with his emotions. He said, this night isn't about anything but him, and it's been that way for the last three years. When are you going to finally understand? Acknowledge me. Jay super kicked. Roman Reigns, Solo then attacked Jay, but Jay ducked the Samoan spike and then super kicked Solo. Same attack, same thing, nothing new. Reigns comes back and gives Jay a Superman punch. 
They cut to Jimmy, who was walking up the aisleway, did not even look back. He had his head down. He looked completely out of it. Jay caught Reigns with another super kick, and then he speared Roman. Reigns on his back. Jay grabs the microphone and told Jimmy, hold on, hold on. Come back to the ring. Jimmy walked back to Jay at ringside. Jimmy extends his arm for a big hug, but Jay super kicked him in the face instead. Jimmy was out cold on his back in the aisleway. Jay yelled in the camera, I'm out of the bloodline. I'm out of SmackDown. I'm out of WWE. He then left through the crowd. Graves asked if he just heard him right. Cole then said, yes, Jay said he's out of WWE. That's the way SmackDown went off the air. I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know what they're doing, what their plan is. Because if Jay and the story of Jay not being on TV is going to be the narrative now. If Jay is out of the bloodline, if Jay is out of WWE, if Jay is off SmackDown, where is he going to go? Can't go to Raw, can't go to NXT. Where is he going to go? He's not going to AEW. This has nothing to do with AEW at all. Are they going to keep Jay Uso off of television until the time is right? Maybe they keep him off television until Survivor Series. Maybe they keep him off of television until the Royal Rumble. Maybe he comes back when he wants to come back and he goes to the opposite brand. You know, WWE and the rumor is that they want this match. Creative forces want this match at WrestleMania. They did it with Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio. They did. They moved Rey Mysterio over to SmackDown. It was actually one of the more logical things in the Triple H era. They moved Rey Mysterio over to SmackDown via a trade. They traded Rey Mysterio to SmackDown for Baron Corbin, who went to Monday Night Raw, just to separate him from his son. Because they kind of expended all that they could for the time being. They moved Rey over to SmackDown. He wanted to go on his own. He wanted to win some championships, get back on the right track. I mean, it was fucking... I, 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 didn't, I didn't really understand what I was hearing. I'm like, WWE making sense of a fucking roster move from one brand to the other. I mean, it was great. Dominic was on the up and up with Judgment Day. He got his character built up over on Raw away from his father. It's great stuff. Maybe that's what they do with Jimmy and Jay Uso. Maybe Jimmy stays on SmackDown. Maybe Jay goes to Raw. Maybe we get that. And maybe they kind of butt heads at Survivor Series, at the Royal Rumble, and then they kind of take a break from this. And then they kind of pick it back up, build up that heat again going into WrestleMania season. Maybe they're following the Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio route here. They got to do something. Because if Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso are going to be on Splitsville, and they're going to be on the same show, and we got all this time, it is going to be very difficult for WWE to manufacture a story over the course of nine months to get us to Jimmy and Jay Uso at WrestleMania. Now, Roman more than likely is wrestling Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. That's the story. I think that's where the direction is. So if Roman is going to end up going to WrestleMania, why can't Jimmy and Jay Uso go to WrestleMania? I, I get that narrative. I understand that point. But do you trust WWE to tell a proper story 
that makes sense, that guides you over the next nine months, that keeps your interest over the next nine months. On one hand, I want to say no, but, you know, the powers that be here, you got Michael Hayes, and you got Paul Heyman, and you got Triple H, maybe some input from Vince McMahon. You know, I think a majority of this storyline is being spearheaded by what Roman really wants and what Paul Heyman really want. I do think that even though we joke that Vince McMahon's in charge and Triple H has a little say, you know, I think a lot of this is kind of spearheaded by Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. I think they are the drivers of this bloodline minivan. I think this is where it's going because of where they want it to go. So if they are going to want this at WrestleMania, you know, normally I don't trust WWE, but I can't sit here and tell you I don't trust Paul Heyman. Those words would never come out of my mouth. I don't trust Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's one of the most brilliant minds in the business. Paul Heyman loves long-term booking. I remember, I don't know where it was. I don't know in what context it was, but I remember listening to an interview with Paul Heyman. I think it might have been when he was the executive director of Monday Night Raw. And he was talking about how he likes to book storylines. He said the best thing that we could do is make sure that there's an endpoint and book backwards. Book backwards. Make sure that you have a fucking end goal in mind and then bring yourself up into that endpoint. WWE most of the time does not have an endpoint. They don't. But if they have an endpoint and they know that they want to get Jay and Jimmy Uso at WrestleMania, then they more than likely know where they want this to go and how they want it to go. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't trust Paul Heyman because I absolutely do. Now, are fans going to be interested? That's a big question. How is WWE going to maintain the bloodline over the course of nine months? How are they going to keep this hot? If Jay is going away and Jimmy is going to remain, where does Jimmy go? Does Jimmy go back to the bloodline? We can't have Jimmy go back to the bloodline, otherwise he's going to look weak. Jimmy's going to be a bitch. Can't have Jimmy be a bitch. He doesn't want to be anywhere near Roman. He doesn't want to be with Roman. He doesn't want to serve Roman. Is Jimmy going to go on and be solo Jimmy Uso? Where does the bloodline go next in general? Who does Roman have lined up as potential challengers for his championship? I don't know. I am very lost. I'm very confused. I'm very worried that WWE may be losing steam with us. I do. But I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Now, my prediction was, I don't think Jay's going to be out all that long. You know, Jay could say, yeah, I'm off of SmackDown. I'm out of WWE. I'm not in the bloodline, blah, blah, blah. I think Jay will be back. I think Jay versus Jimmy versus Solo versus Roman at Survivor Series sounds like a very logical idea. Bloodline all challenging for the Universal Championship. Because now if Jay's gone and Jimmy is going to be all by himself, Solo is going to realize that his brothers are now defunct and he may have a problem with Roman Reigns. Does the story go shift to Solo? I don't know. I don't know where this any, any of this is going. I, I don't. Does Roman bring in outside family? Do we see Rikishi get involved? His sons having this fucking inner turmoil. This inner tension. Does Rikishi get back involved? I don't know. 
Does Roman bring in a new family? SmackDown is going to have some very, very interesting September, October, November months, man. It's going to be tough. This is where WWE is going to show what they're made of. Can they take us from SummerSlam and what was critically panned as Roman's worst match in his entire reign? And a story and an outcome that did not go over favorably with the audience. Are they going to be able to take that and ride that wave and get that to where we need it to be? To get the fans back on the bloodline side here? I don't know. Seems like they got an uphill battle. Guys, I appreciate you. Thank you so very much for hanging out tonight on the live stream. We hit 2,700 on a Friday night. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much for all your support. Please hit that thumbs up, man. We are legitimately 100 likes away from 1,000. If you guys are in the chat and have not hit the thumbs up, I would really, really appreciate it if you do. Helps me out tremendously. Super Chats are open. We're going to get into them in just a little bit as it is now last call. So make sure you guys go up and get your last drink for the night. Get those Super Chats in. Memberships are open as well. Hit that subscribe button down below. If you have not done so, we are very, very close to 148,000 subscribers. Go check out all the other content on the channel. On the homepage, there is plenty of it, including today's really, really good extra. Go and check that out. Talk about Triple H being removed from the WWE Board of Directors. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Gotta love some Manscaped, bro. Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above and beyond. Is the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use my unique code, SCRIPT20, for 20% off plus free shipping. What's in the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0, man? Well, in this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0. You're going to find the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver, and Crop Reviver. Also, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold all your goods while traveling. Sounds fucking great, man. Sounds great. The body wash, by the way, and the body buffer are my favorite, man. I legit, I swear to God, man, I use it every day. I love it. It feels so good. It smells so good, man. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe. You name it. It's got you covered, man. Get 20% off free shipping, code script 20 at manscaped.com. 
20% off and free shipping. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. There you go. Let's get into these super chats, guys. Let's hang out. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, my goodness. I got to stop Andy James. I got to stop Andy James, man. I just put on Tombstone by Andy James. We need... That deserves another one. Goodness, Sith Negan, my guy, Daryl, with a $500 super chat. Oh, my goodness, brother, what is going on? Been a while, but here's an OTS Sith Negan bomb to celebrate my five-year anniversary as a $100 per month Patreon member. As for an official nickname, the Undisputed Truth JD or number one JD sounds fitting to me because who else does a YouTube wrestling podcast any better? End of the line. Hashtag enemy designed. This fucking guy, man. Unbelievable. Daryl, I hope you are well, brother. I really hope you are well, man. Unbelievable. You guys, man, sometimes you guys blow me away to a point where you leave me speechless, man. Unbelievable. Daryl, thank you so much, brother. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Matt Olson, 40 home runs, MVP. All in will be amazing. Uh, Ronald Acuna is going to win the MVP. And the Braves, I do believe, were winning earlier. Uh, they were winning 6 nothing, and they won 7 nothing. Wow. Braves shut out the Mets, 7 nothing. Morton, 5 innings, no earned runs, 4 Ks. McGill, 5 innings, 5 earned runs. Everybody in the chat, give, uh, everybody in the chat, man, throw up your whiskey glass emojis for, uh, my guy, Sith Negan, Daryl, man. Everybody throw up those whiskey emojis, man. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Did they write J off TV? I wonder why. I have no idea, Michelle. Braves and Orioles in the World Series. I don't know why people are telling me the Orioles are going to the World Series, man. I would be afraid. I would be more afraid of the Astros or the Rangers, to be quite honest with you. Do the Braves got the Yankees next week? 
crazy. Tony Brown with a 499. Man, booty meat was light tonight. Hey, Tony, we had uh, we had Bailey, we had EO. I mean. It was something. Justin with the 12 months. Thank you, brother. One full year as VIP in the greatest venue ever. Is it me? Or did Michael Cole look angry to be in a three-man booth? Also, Braves won 7-0 over the Mets. Thank you, Justin. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't see Michael Cole angry, but I, I, I wish I heard less of Kevin Patrick for sure. Listen, man, if the Braves don't win, if the Braves don't make it to the World Series, I would not be surprised. Built for a season, but when it comes to the most important games of the year, they struggle to find a way to win. Genius. Bailey doesn't have cheeks like that, bro. I mean, uh, I think you're going to have a lot of people disagreeing with you here, bro. Does she have the nicest assets? No. No. That would go to Sky Blue and Tony Storm on AEW. Honestly. Uh, Tony Brown, thank you, brother. Justin, thank you for 12 months, man. DJ Iffy 499. Jay said deuces till WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, I see my guy, Kevin Castle. I cannot, I cannot deny Kev when he says Lola Vice. Bro. Bro, I tell you, I tell you what, man. Whoever's walking into the into the door at home and, and Lola Vice is waiting for the man. Oh my goodness. And Nikita, too. Can't forget Nikita Lyons, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You gotta you gotta give Bailey some props, man. Come on. You gotta give Bailey some props, man. Yes, Lola Vice is fucking gorgeous, man. Oh my goodness. I don't know how she wrestles. I, and like Kev probably would tell me, who gives a shit? Who cares? Yes, Gigi Dolan. Uh, yes, NXT. NXT, man. You know, they uh, they got some nice assets down there, man. They do. Uh, Frag Dude, 44 or 12 months. Wow, 12 months. Great job, JD. Love the show. Thank you, Frag Dude. I appreciate you, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! I gotta, I gotta shut uh, my guy Cole rolling up for a second, man. Oh my God, you guys are going fucking crazy here tonight. We got another $100 bomb by Furious Nation. What's up, JD? It's been quite a while, but glad to be back. 
on OTS once again. Jay, Jimmy is going to be interesting. I actually agree with you that they should have followed the Ray and Dominic route and trade Jay to Raw. Also excited for this Wednesday. It's my 27th birthday. Nation, thank you so much for your generosity, brother. Happy early birthday, and I'm sure we will remember on Wednesday, man. You got to be in the venue to, to celebrate with us, man, on Wednesday. Thank you so much, man. You guys are uh, unbelievable tonight. Seriously, you guys are kicking ass tonight, man. Thank you. I love Nikita Lyons, man. She's so fucking great. You know, she's gonna, she's, uh, she's definitely in my top three down on NXT. You know, I love Tiffany Stratton, Nikita Lyons, um, Roxanne. I love all those girls, man. They're so, they're so good. They got the, the ceiling is so high for them. So. Uh, where am I, man? You guys are fucking blowing me away here, man. Holy shit. Frag dude. Thank you so much. Uh, Sean Ray J. I think this leads to Jimmy trying to convince Solo. So we get Jimmy versus Solo at payback. Jimmy versus Roman at Fastlane. Maybe Jay does the same to Jimmy at Fastlane, and we get a fatal four-way at Survivor Series. I don't know, man. You may be right. Maybe Jimmy tries to convince Solo. I don't know. We will see. Thank you for the 10, uh, Ray J. Thank you, brother. Dom Wapo with a 499. Hey, JD, my boy Brandon is in the venue tonight. He's legally blind, so he isn't able to see much, but he can hear, and he's drinking a Coors Light tonight. Brandon! Enjoy that cold beverage, my brother. We got to get you drinking something else but a Coors Light, though. I'm very disappointed in that. But as long as it's cold. We can work on changing the drink at another time, man. Enjoy it. My guy, Dr. Evil Genius, nine months, jacked JD. Yes, I like it. I like it. Main event, nine months. So how long before we get Omas as a world champion? Bro, I hope I'm not around to see Omas as a world champion. 20-minute promo with the $6.99. The current demographic of wrestling fans are currently on month eight of not cleaning their fingernails. Love you, brother. Keep killing the podcast game. Thank you so much, bro. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, the current generation of fan men is... They're, they're, they're a little bizarre, man. I, I mean, clearly, most of them don't know what... I mean, this is what they've groomed, WWE. They, they've groomed people to think 2.0 NXT is... Best for business. It's half of the reason why I don't watch the show, man. It's just catered to a different audience. I don't know. I don't even know who these people are. You know, it's disgusting. Uh, Joey Clemenza with twenty months. How's this? The Mike General JD. No. The Mike General. Eh. I don't know, man. Nathan Rush, new member. Nathan, what the fuck are you drinking in the beer garden tonight, brother? Thank you for the new membership. AJT, five months. I love the work you do, jacked. JD, OTS for life, man. I'm not jacked yet, man. I'm getting there. Hopefully, hopefully I get there. 
Eddie Brash. 279. The Mike General JD. Thank you, Eddie. 20 minute promo. 699. Jay is on his way to Impact right now. Ultimate revenge on Jimmy Trinity is eating a super kick. DJ Iffy, sir, I must be the only one who can't stand the ever corny Ray and his LWO lame world odor. Make it stop. It's embarrassing as a Mexican myself. I don't know, man. I'm not really enjoying Santos as a babyface. I, I, I prefer Santos as the fucking Mexican aristocrat type of prick, you know? That's just me. Oh, my goodness, man. Look at this fucking shit. What are you guys doing tonight, man? What is going on here, man? Will Chisholm with a $100 super chat. JD, I was hoping AW would get Mercedes Monet. With the way they act, I'd rather see her stay in stardom or New Japan because what's stopping them from being jealous of Mercedes? She's the best women's wrestler in the world. Too many problems with clicks in AEW. She may be what, she may be what that locker room needs, Will. Honestly. I don't think she'd allow any of that to happen. Honestly. But yeah, man, I'd like to see her at least wrestle... You know, a Jamie Hayter or a Sheeta or Tony Storm or something like that. So uh, we have to see what happens there. But I do, I do have a feeling that she will end up in AEW. You guys are crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. I don't know what the fuck's going on tonight. Tundi, you are day. $5 super chat. Hey, JD, I'm enjoying your show. Drinking some nice Crown Royale with Sprite. OTS forever. What do you think of Bobby and SP versus Omos, Shelton, Cedric at Survivor Series? No. Now, I don't want Omos anywhere near pay-per-view, brother. Robert Hall with a 29 months Texas Chainsaw death match Wednesday. Jarrett versus Hardy. What the fuck is that? Please tell me that's not legit. Oh no. What did I do? Oh, no. What did I do? I banned a thun in the chat before, and he donates $10, man. Look at what he said here, man. A thun! It might have been a misunderstanding, brother. Somebody find a thun. New fan here. Got back into pro wrestling earlier this year, and you and your show have been welcome companions. Thanks for being a straight shooting, wheeling, dealing son of a gun. The IWC needs you. A thun. I'm sorry, brother. I'm so sorry, man. I banned a thun before. 
Look at these nice words that Thun had to say about me, man. He called me corny before. Listen, brother, I'm so I'm so sorry, Athon. There he is. He's in the chat. I unbanned the bro. Athon, I, I apologize, bro. Sometimes even the greatest make mistakes, man. Maybe he meant Jim Cornette. All right, all right. Sorry, listen, brother. I'm sorry for misunderstanding, man. You gotta understand, man. We're always on high alert in here, man. I got how many fucking mods in here, man? There's so many trolls. We got a thun back on our side, guys. A thun is back in the chat. There you go. Um, Corey Williams with the 12 months. I'm cool with Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso at WrestleMania 40. I, I think if the story permits, I think everybody will be cool. Well, he might have been calling top dollar corny. That, that I agree. That, that I agree with. Mohammed with a $5 super chat. If WWE does war games, they'll probably do Judgment Day with... JD versus Cody, Seth, Kevin, and Sammy. Probably. Nathan Rush with a five. Dehydrated, JD. What the fuck am I drinking? Best nickname. Love your channel. OTS for life with everybody saying OTS. Yeah. Love it. AJ with a 499. Hey, JD, my birthday's tomorrow. Glad to spend it here in the OTS venue. Roman needs to lose that championship at Mania 40. I think we get there, AJ. Happy birthday, man. It is officially your birthday. It is officially tomorrow. Sue with a $10 super chat. The analysis of the bloodline makes me wonder what will Paul Heyman come up with next? Drinking a glass of Merlot, so I'm raising my glass to you, JD, and your followers. Come on, people. Subscribe. Thank you, Sue. Can someone buy a thun a cold beverage, bro? Whatever he wants. Top shelf. MGM ballin'. 21 months. Had a really rough week, but being a VIP makes it better. We'll always be here. What would make me feel even better is if you checked for an echo again. Testing. Jesse's tacos are dry as fuck. Testing. Ah, <laughs> uh, MGM, thank you, brother. Eric Newton with a five dollar super chat. Looking forward 
to seeing Alter Bridge tomorrow at Foxwoods. That's tomorrow. I was supposed to go to that show, man. I can't go to that show tomorrow. What I am hearing is that they're playing Fable of the Silent Sun now on this second stint of the tour, man, which uh, they did not play when I went to go see them on Long Island. I don't know why. But, uh, Eric, have a great time at that show, man. Wolfgang Van Halen has a new album out, too, man. So he's on that tour, too. Really good, solid second album. Hoping to win some money while waiting for the show to start. Keep up the good work, JD. Thank you, brother. Tommy, $5 Super Chat. You're awesome, JD. The different voices and sounds make this even more enjoyable of a show. Enjoy your week. And thank you, Tommy. Jason, thank you again, brother, for the $100 Super Chat. William Appleton becomes a new member. William, what the fuck are you drinking to celebrate your new membership, man? Hollywood Eric with a five. Thanks, JD, for the echo shout out. My favorite server, Jesse, needs to fix that echo or he's dumped. I don't know why he comes here. You're a legend, JD. Thank you, Hollywood Eric. Will Chisholm with a $5 Super Chat. The only thing I can think of with Ray winning the United States title is your theory of Santos' slow heel turn on Ray for that U.S. title. Shout out to my guy Daryl again, man, with his unbelievable generosity. And he started a trend tonight because you guys are fucking killing, man. Been a while. It is an OTS Sith Negan bomb to celebrate five years as a Patreon member at 100 a month. Daryl, thank you so much, brother. Unbelievable. Johnny with a five. JD, you the best. Thank you, Johnny. Will Chisholm with a one. Thank you, brother. Devin with a five. JD, love you, brother. Can you shout out my brother Neil for his birthday and tell him to drink a real beer and not a Keystone Light? Neil, what the fuck is your problem, Neil? Keystone Light, dude? Oh, my God. Can I get an order of piss, please? Cold? On top. Does anybody in the chat drink Keystone Light? Swear to God, Neil, if you have another Keystone Light, there's going to be a fucking problem. I mean, it's 98% water and maybe 2% beer. Give me a break. Thank you, Neil, and thank you, Devin. We may have to fix that. Furious Nation, thank you, brother, for the $100 super chat. I appreciate you always, man. Gig Worker, 1099 with the $2 super chat. Megastar JD, yeah! I don't know if that's going to work, brother. The Yeah Movement with NY, JD, and LA Knight, LOL. Jason, with another $5 Super Chat. It's me. I threw 100 and got everyone in a good mood. Yeah, you were the trendsetter, brother. You were the trendsetter. Absolutely. Lucky Geo with a 499. Do you think the brand split should end? I think the roster split is too limited. I also kind of hope Roman loses the title before Manny to Cody. W stream. Uh, Roman's not losing that title before Manny, man.
And I do think the brand split should end. I do think that we need to have one roster. One roster. DJ Iffy with a 199. Corny is Hit Row's slogan. They are corny. A thumb got that right. They are corny. And KCV with a one-month membership. JD, man, you've made wrestling more enjoyable. Nice to sit and listen to someone with a good perspective of the industry. Casey, commented tonight. Thank you so much. I wish everybody kind of got on board with that, man. A lot of people think that what we do here is uh, not special. Clearly, you guys have uh, proved them wrong. I tell you that right now. Doughboy Games of the four months. What BS did they pull tonight? You got two hours of a podcast to listen to, Doughboy. Rey Mysterio won the United States title. And he did not win the U.S. title invitational. And Jey Uso is going to AEW. Guys, that is all I got for you, man. That was the last one. I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight. We'll be back in your sub boxes this weekend. We got extra. We got news. Whatever happens and whatever breaks, I got you guys covered on the show. Make sure you guys keep an eye and an ear on the channel, man. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Thank you guys for the unbelievable love tonight, man. You guys are fucking awesome. Go check out all the other content on the channel. And make sure you guys hit up Manscaped, bro. Go get yourself something, man. I guarantee you, you'll find something over on Manscaped's website, man. I use a ton of their products every single day. I live and die by it, man. Seriously. Script20, Manscaped.com. Great shit. Thank you guys very much, man. I'll see you in the sub boxes tomorrow. Thank you for a great night. And I'll see you all right back here with more OTS. I'll see you guys later. to lose sleep when you're worried about your health insurance plan but when you have a family counting on you to take care of them having the right coverage is more important than ever that's why anthem blue cross and blue shield is here to help with low to no cost plans for you and your family so you never go it alone that's our anthem click to learn more